Oh, am I am I am I introing? Yes, you are doing the intro. <laughs> Hello and welcome to <laughs> Big Belly Pats episode 19. Yeah, I got it right that time. Episode mm-hmm. 19. Uh this is your boy Nick. I'm tired. Everything from my waist down is so in pain. Tired. We will talk about that here soon. Why? Uh Daniel had to we were supposed to do this earlier. Oh, this and, and Daniel's here. Say hello, Daniel. Mr. D. Hi. Big D. Hi, everyone. Hey, hey, sweet buttery Nick. How you doing? Oh, no. Sweet stop, buttery stop, Nick. Stop, stop doing that. It sounds it sounds weird when you see if I say like Mr. D, Big D, that, that can be like a cool nickname. You can't be walking around calling grown men sweet buttery. <laughs> Just puts it as a very pause worthy moment. Okay, so yeah, pause. so yeah, it, it it don't work for me. But we can call you Mr. D. Big D's in the house. Big D, you know Big D. When he walk in the room, the room get dark. Big D. <laughs> <I'm so stuck. laughs> oh my god. Uh. But uh, yeah, my um, uh, my body hurts, and we were supposed to do this earlier. But I was tired, and I have been horizontal up until this moment. Uh, mm-hmm. I plan on after recording this to be back horizontal because everything hurts. I plan to be in a room or on the couch. I plan to do no activities today except for walking to eat or drink in the kitchen and to potentially use the bathroom. That is it. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> nice. So, yeah. Okay, so- you, you, you're going to be more horizontal for your Sunday. That's great. Oh, very sure. Um, yes. This would be a very yes. lazy Sunday for me. I can guarantee you that. Well, well, let's not try and make episode 19 too long for you so you can go back to being horizontal, sir. All right. All right. So, so you... why, sir? So, sir, mm-hmm. why are you wanting to be horizontal? Why are you so sore? So, so I went to Scotland for a, uh, a football flag football tournament uh we finished oh and five for several reasons uh but i'm still working on it wasn't the team it wasn't my team i was a fill-in for another team and just long story short the the chemistry wasn't there like it should have been uh but the thing that i hated about this we played five games and the way they pegged it was you know this these games are going to be uh back and forth all day i'm thinking because it's called flagging iron iron man iron man whatever yeah and you know you think like iron man you're constantly moving right you 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 get into it that's what i'm thinking when i get there i need to this and, and and it's my fault for trusting the details from white people that's what i think is my fault i you still haven't learned from the previous time. Still, I see. You know, and, and that's why I feel like I I feel like if slavery came back around, I thought they would probably they would catch me very quickly because I would be stupid enough to be like, oh yeah, it don't sound like a bad idea. I'm down, man. You know, I'm all about you know, I'm all about new adventures, new opportunities. Let's see. You know, they would have me in a fucking bottom of the ship ASAP because my dumb ass. Um, but yeah. It was not. It was 
So the way they had this was you have two halves in the game. Each half is 10 minutes. Rolling clock. Clock don't stop. You got a two-minute halftime, and then you know you're back to 10 minutes, and then the game is over. Uh, however, mm-hmm. how they have it is, so you play ideally 30 minutes, right? 25, whatever minutes. So your game is potentially going to last 30 minutes. Because like, if someone gets hurt, because the way they have it, it was three fields set up inside of this indoor arena in uh, Scotland. Yeah. And because of, because there's one big clock on the wall that everybody can see because everybody starts on the same time. Like they get on the speaker, they're like, all right, and the matches start. All It's three games going on at the same time, so six teams. Everybody starts, everybody starts at the same time. Halftime at the same time. So they got it on clockwork. But if someone gets hurt, then all – if someone gets hurt, they stop the big clock and uh, all the mm-hmm. games stop. So if someone gets hurt on pitch one, pitch two, and pitch three, have to stop. Everybody stops. So they give you like a 30-minute window. Okay. But <clears throat> what they do is you play for about 30 minutes, and then you have about two hours until your next game. Oh, so, so you're getting cold. Yeah. So you, you're, you're mind you, we're indoor, but the indoor arena is also cold. It's cold inside. And it's Scotland. Scotland's always cold. If you've ever been to Scotland, it's it's fucking cold. So the indoor arena is cold. So you have two hours of just sitting. So your body gets cold. Your muscles get cold. Like I would, um, after each game, I was put on like my hoodie, my coat, some sweatpants back on. But you're still like your muscles. Your, I say your muscles. Your muscles are getting uh, relaxed. They're getting yeah. cold. They're getting stiff. So you have to constantly keep stretching. And it's one of those, like, you play a game, okay, I'm tired, I'm sweaty. You sit down, catching your breath. You sit down for, like, 10, 20 minutes. As soon as you stand up, ah, ah, muscles are stiff. Yeah. And we had to do that five times. So you, so the whole day, I, play, I, I ran around for 30 minutes, two-hour two break. 30 minutes, two-hour break. 30 minutes, yeah, it was all day. That's why it was terrible. That's why it was terrible for your body. If it was yeah, five I, I, games I back to back, I could do that. Yeah, that's what I like. I like the the continuous exercise. Yeah, like yeah, that, like that's five what games that, back to you know that, that three versus three tournament. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, the three versus three tournament. Yeah, that frisbee tournament when we had that longer break, and then that last game we played after the long break. My muscles were cold, and then I pulled my hamstrings again. Yeah, yeah. It's those those breaks. If they would have did it like thirty minutes on, thirty minutes off, thirty minutes on, thirty minutes off, that would have been better. Give you time to catch your breath. Yeah, stretch a bit, get some water. But that two hours off was terrible, man. So <clears throat> that is a long time. How many teams were there? There were. It was. Four groups of six, so you so you were guaranteed five games because you had to play everybody in your group, and then okay. the top two of each group go to the next playoffs. But it got to the point that like some teams were like, man, even if they made it to the playoffs, they were like, man, I'm ready to go home. I don't even want to make it to the playoffs because I'm tired. <laughs> so fair enough. <laughs> this is a yeah, long Saturday. Man, it was, <laughs> 
Exactly, man. I was like, man, fuck. And like, and we were in uh, Scotland, right outside of Glasgow, in a little town called Motherwell, something like that. But um, Motherwell, yeah. Some of these people are like, yeah. Some of these teams, they're not. Some teams are from Glasgow. We had, to, I had like a two teams from Edinburgh, but some teams were from like London. I played a team from Exeter. Exeter's in Cornwall, in the bottom southwest southwest corner. So they, like some teams had to fly. I drove with another team for about three and a half, four hours. But some teams had to like fly. And these teams are like, bro, we already tired. Like this is just I I feel like the way trip. they pegged it, I mean, yeah, the way they pegged it, it's cool to keep the tournament, but the the game layout, if anyone is ever listening, whoever is over there, it's it's terrible. It is god awful. It is terrible. Um so yeah. Um what I didn't like about them though is these guys are so some some of these got to be on like that TRT roid because there was a lot of roid rage. Um, these dudes, like I played in US. Was it fighting? No, no, no. It wasn't fighting, but it was just so much. Raw, yeah, let's go. Raw, and I'm like, bro, you still got to work Monday flag. at nine o'clock, bro. Like, what? Yeah, you're not getting paid for this at all. You're you paying flat. And it was just weird because at Damn. all the U.S. tournaments I've ever played in, like U.S. national tournaments where it's like very big, you might get a couple guys here and there that might, you know, scream out on like an interception or something. But these dudes, boy, they were just, it was just, it was just weird seeing them. Like me, I played with another guy on my team from, he was from L.A. He lives in Manchester. And, uh. He even said the same thing. He was like, "Bro, what is going on?" I was like, "Why are they so like it, it, it? I don't know. It was just <laughs> the level of excitement. I've never seen that in a non-contact sport before. I can get it if we're playing like actual hitting. Then yeah, I get that. But in a non-contact sport, yeah. these dudes, I'm like, this is y'all. It's got to be like y'all livelihood. Um. So that <laughs> this is the reason why they're allowed at the house, and then the London has a team called the London Smoke. Yeah. And they're like five-time champions or some shit like that. Uh, they have two teams, London Smoke and London Smoke. One, London Smoke, two. Uh, they were solid. But everybody on their team okay. looks to be like dead young. I don't think they know what tired it is yet. Uh, <laughs> and they had like some, yeah. They had some some military guys that were on their team. So everybody on their team was like super fit. To play on, I was told to play on this flag football team in London. They have a training regimen, as in they meet up several times a week, and you have to train with the team, like not like practice, but like working out with the team, like legit practice to be on the team. And I'm like, nice. That sounds cool. Commitment. Yeah, I get that, but it was just like, what is? I don't know. It was just weird to me because I'm like, it's an amateur sport. Like, yeah, any sport that I played that was amateur, yeah, still, you still want to like work out and do something. But for the most part, people just rocking up and just playing, you know? They take it very serious. Social. Yeah, they take it very serious. And it's it's nothing against them, but I'm just going to say it. If you were there and you seen it, you would exactly know what I mean. It's very cringe. It's cringe as fuck. It's very cringe. Yeah, I can I'm imagine. Just like, I can imagine okay. it being a bit cringe because like it's just like, cringe seeing them. That's weird. 
And and then last thing is they're very soft. Like it cause so it's you know how it's a non-contact sport, but it's still American football. So there's mm-hmm. gonna be a little bit of contact. They take non-contact to like the upper echelon. So like I'm fully convinced now in British and if anyone's listening, I really don't care. I'm fully convinced now in British American football, you have to let the other guy, you can't contest the ball. You know, when the ball's in the air, it's anybody's ball. You know, same thing as in soccer, whatever. If someone kicks a cross, it's anybody's ball. So it might be some some bumping and some pushing, but as long as you're going for the ball, you might run into each other, but that's like, it's okay. We let that go because y'all going for the ball. In, In the UK, no. It's if you're if you're the quarterback, Daniel, and you throw it to your teammate. I if I'm on defense, I basically I have to let him catch the ball. And if you That's one weird. girl, she said something to me and it took me it took everything in me not to cuss her out. But she it was a. Uh, one guy on this London team, this tall black dude, which was cringe because I'm like he was wearing like his little face mask skull thing. And I was like, bro, what the, come on, bro. Like, come on, man. Grow up a little bit, bro. That is just cheesy. But he, he looked to be dead young, man. That sounds like man. a circus. Yeah, he looked to be dead young. Black dude, he's he's a chaff. He's, he strikes me as he wears black air <laughs> He's a chaff. Chavs. I love the word chavs. Yeah. It, it's, you know, some guys that it's like, I know you can't fight, but I know if you have a knife, you would use that. Cause I could tell you, you know, some people you can tell like, I know you can't <laughs> fight. So you have to, you have to have a weapon. Cause if you can't fight, I know you can't fight. <laughs> and, um, but yeah, uh, this dude, they threw the ball to him and it got like almost to his hands, but I smacked it out of his hand. But when I smacked it, like, I guess, like, when I smacked it, a little bit of my elbow kind of, like, hit him in the chest and he fell. And he got up. He was like, ah. And I said, bro, chill out, bro. And he was like, who are you talking to? So I looked at his jersey. He was like, number 20. I was like, I'm talking to number 20. And he was like, <laughs> I'm number 20. And I was like, then, yeah, nigga, I'm talking to you. Like, bro, chill out. Like, <laughs> and then they threw a flag. And they was like, and I was like, and I was like, what's the flag uh-huh. on? Oh, you made contact with him. I was going for the ball. Yeah, but you made contact with him. So then I yelled out. I was like, bro. I yelled out. I was like, I said, no wonder Americans don't 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 fuck with y'all when it comes to Amer- to a football. Cause this, I said, this is like pissing on cotton. Y'all so damn soft. And then one girl was like, well, it's a non. One girl was like, <laughs> one girl was like, what? She was like, well, she's like, it's a non-contact sport. And I said, all right. I was like, well, I said, from now on, everybody, let's let everybody catch the ball. I, I said, this is basically glorified pitch and catch <laughs> rules. This is not American football. <laughs> I was like, I, I don't know. And then they were, so somebody tried to talk cash. And then someone was like, well, we went to the U.S. One of the London smoke dudes was like, they went to the U.S. or something like that. And they played against a U.S. team. and. I was like, okay. How'd y'all do in that tournament? And uh-huh. he had no response. Thank you. He just he just, <laughs> he just he just walked off. I was like, I know, cause y'all got fucking drug. Cause bro, ain't all oh, dude. It's I respect it. I, I get it. It's how they play here. You know, if my homeboy Joe listens to this, 
I respect it. It's, like it has, it's, it's just it's just how they play here. It's kind of like, you know, in China. You know when we played in China and they told us we was uh, we was too rough in contact sports? Yeah, yeah. Remember that? <laughs> it's the same thing in the yeah. UK, bro. Too rough. They, they, <clears throat> I've, I've come to the conclusion that they're very athletic. They cannot do um, contact. Hitting contact, it's, it's, it's too much for them. It hurts. It stunts growth. I don't know. It makes their balls go away. I don't know what it is. I, see, I but, think that I think taking contact is a thing that you grow up with. It's, it's a right. culture that you grow up with. And I think taking contact is what you learn from a young age. <clears throat> now, I can remember playing my first rugby match. Um, so I went, to, I went to two primary schools. So I went from a primary school that was gra- from grade one to grade five. And I didn't play rugby there. I only played football, well, soccer. And I went to my new primary school in grade six and seven. So 11 and 12 years old, I think. And when I arrived there, they had rugby. And I was like this, this. And they were like, you are big. You are chubby. You are playing rugby. And I was like, okay. And obviously, I grew up watching rugby, just never playing it. So I was like, I've got a rugby ball. I know how to kick the rugby ball. I don't know how to play this sport. That first year of rugby was the most terrifying thing in my life at that time. Because you're just getting bashed. You're taking contact. You're learning to get tackled. Eventually, down the line, when I'm 18 years old, I'm wanting that contact. I'm looking for that contact. So you're just born right. with it. You're not born with it, but it's your culture. It's, it's cultivated in your culture. And I think mm-hmm. it, we, saw, we saw the people playing flag football. You can also look at the people playing frisbee when we were here in China. The frisbee players and the flag football players were almost similar type of players or the same type of players that were doing this, both the sports. But you didn't see them at the actual American football practices because they didn't want contact, you know? And that's just... Like you said, it's and they don't want it at all. So it's like you're dealing with a a person that kind of wants to play the sport, but when as soon as there's a little bit of a touch on their shoulder, down mm-hmm. they go or out mm-hmm. they cry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but yeah, yeah, I, and, I get you. We've we've had our frustrations. <laughs> it's it's and it was. I don't know. It, it was just hard for me to be like, I don't know, man. It's it's just, and once again, if it, like I said, some of them dudes are like, they crazy athletic. I give that to them. Some of these dudes are crazy athletic yeah. and jump out the gym. Speed, they can catch, they can throw. I 100% give that to them. And they were, and they, but they were very adamant. It's a non-contact sport. And I give that to them. You know, it's flag football. You're not really supposed to be out there tackling people. But if I'm making a play on the ball, you're making a play on the ball, and we both run into each other, they're going to call it on the defense because they're like, oh, well, it was going to the offensive player, so it should have been his ball. Like, it's just, it got under my Mm. skin because I'm like, it's so much soft shit. It was so much soft shit. The one team, I did watch this one team that I did like, and they were called the Glasgow Hornets. And they were nice. Uh, they were a solid team. They had a quarterback who looked like John Cena. Mr. Clean had a baby. Uh, 
But <laughs> but they they were they were a solid team. I give it to them. They had some nice athletes. They had this one dude, skinny white guy, big old red beard, was like very athletic. But they were all about contact. They weren't like hitting, but they were like they were playing contact. And if anybody was like contacting them, they wasn't calling no. They wasn't looking at the rest. Oh, yeah. what was it? What was that? They weren't doing nothing. They was like, man, get up. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. I respected that team. The, but <clears throat> if anyone from the, uh, specifically the <laughs> London Smoke teams, I'm calling them out. They gray, they gray and orange. Them teams have they have a lot of players, very athletic, <laughs> very athletic. It's pretty much like athletic cotton in the wind. Like y'all just soft, just soft, man. I'm just, I just need y'all to get some oomph about yourself. Just, you know, like my Dave should say, let your balls drop, son. Let them drop a little bit. Let them hang a little bit. Let's <laughs> let's get a little, let's get a little hair on your chest. Let's, you know, act like you've been somewhere. Put some hot sauce on your food or something. I don't know, <laughs> but soft, man. I, I'm, I'm really, I'm, I, I was waiting to get on this. Doubt that anyone have ever heard this, but that London team, <laughs> but they won championships before, so they can, so they're going to get those calls. You know what I mean? <clears throat> yeah. But this is true. soft, soft. It's just like they like it's like a whole team. If I could, if I could equate them to anything, it's like if you take a my uh, my dad used to call say uh you softer than a bag of wet cookies. That's the London team. London smoke, all right. bags of wet so cookies. London smoke is getting some fire. Okay, all right. This is Big Belly Pats. We are a podcast about expats and having fun. This has been the first twenty minutes of Nick shaming a British flag football team. All right, so Paddy's, welcome back to episode nineteen. You're speaking to Daniel, and we'll just restart the episode. <laughs> Nick. I've already told you the all bad right. stuff off camera. Okay, good. So, all right. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I heard that as I was just whinging about further shit. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, welcome back to Big Belly Pets. This is now the yep. start of episode 19. The prequel to 19 has been Nick complaining about that. All right. So, <clears throat> moving on. I just spent a week somewhere. Oh yeah, you was in uh, uh Korea town. I was I was in South Korea. Before I start talking about South Korea, I do want to do a shout out. They're not going to hear it. They're not going to care because they earn money already. But there is a company that is really really cool, and I've used them in December when I came and visited you in the UK for three weeks, and I've used them in Korea one week. <clears throat> so shout out to the company. Now, I know everyone has different experiences with different brands and companies of that. But when it comes to mobile connectivity, mobile data, traveling around the world, wherever you're going, eSIMs. So if you have a phone that is capable of having eSIMs, don't worry, guys, this is not a paid promotion. I'm still a poor teacher. Um, so you go and you, you, need an e, you, do, you, have, you go to the, the country that you're visiting. If you're traveling for a little bit, Obviously, you're not moving, but traveling-wise, if you're going on holiday, you have to go find an eSIM. You want to be connected, you know, to the internet. How you spell? I, I got my phone now, even though I'm not supposed to, because I was told by Ruth to get off my phone. But uh, 
How do you spell Isim? Isim. Isim. E and then SIM card. So SIM. Isim. Yeah. S I M. Isim. Is it like Nomad? It's an electronic SIM card. bridge. So. Yeah, yeah. So it's basic. So it's just got a little E. You know how SIM is all caps? S-I-M? Yeah. yeah. And then it's got a little E in front. So it's an eSIM. So most iPhones, most Android devices, most Samsung devices, are, or the, the newer models are capable of having an eSIM. And there's a company called Holify. Holify. H-O-L-A-F-L-Y. Holify. And they are phenomenal. They're on the pricey side of things. So if I could give you an example... I think I paid 15 euros for one week in South Korea, unlimited data, unlimited mobile data, which still allows you to have WeChat calls, WhatsApp calls, Instagram calls, Facebook calls. So you can still call and you can still connect with people. You don't pause. have a cell phone number, however. Pa- pause. Pause, pause, pause. You have the iPhone, yeah. what, 23? iPhone 14. All right. Does your phone have the little, can you pop the SIM card out on your phone? Yes, you can. But you, okay. for what now? Where are we going? Why no, I'm, I'm asking. No, no the reason I'm asking. is. No, 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 no. So the reason I'm asking is because, because I got 13. The reason I'm asking is because um, I know on like 15, they, so they're getting rid of the whole little, the little hole where you can pop the actual physical SIM card out. They're getting rid of that. And I know it's on 15, hmm. the latest yeah. one, 15, 16, whatever. On, whatever the latest one is on down, they're getting rid of that. So that's why, <clears throat> that's why I was asking, because I'm looking at them. The Holofly one is only has like three stars, but it's a bunch of eSIM apps. But uh, I'm going yeah, to yeah. check that out, because uh, this weekend I'm going to Portugal. But my phone is with O2, yeah, so, and so- I get free Euro Roman, though. Yeah, yeah, so that's fine. So like you got you got that service already. So like yeah. for me, I have I have a Cypriot cell phone number, but my Cypriot uh, my Cypriot cell phone contract is very very small. I don't pay a lot for it, so it doesn't okay. have international roaming and stuff like that. So, okay. but it's worth it. I think I paid like thirty forty euros when I came to England for three weeks, and I had unlimited data. Never ran out of data once. So. For me, it's just if don't have to go with Holofly. I've just had two trips with Holofly, and they were really, really good. Had no um, issues with them. All you do is download the eSIM, or you you download the eSIM through the barcode, the QR code that they send you, and boom, you connect it. You connect it on the day that you arrive. So I just preloaded the night before, switch off that mobile plan, and when I arrive in that country, I turn on that mobile plan, and it's it's sorted. It works really well. So if you're traveling around and say, for instance, you are an expat in another country and you are traveling around other countries, specifically Asia, because I know Asian places, they don't always have the same service providers like Europe does. And I mm-hmm. know people have used their China mobile apps and their China, their China mobile or China Unicom for data roaming in international countries. Yeah, but it does charge a lot more. This for me just makes more sense. You have an eSIM, you, you delete it after you're done. Did, did you? Uh, that's a good. That's actually a good point. I never really thought about that. Did you get the? Um, uh, so do, do you pay for it before you went to Korea, or you bought it in Korea? 
Yeah, yeah. So, so I, I bought, I bought it before. I bought it like three or four days before. Then I have okay. the. I, I just say I want five days, mm-hmm. and it says, okay, that five days will start when you activate it. Oh, okay, okay, nice, nice, nice. So you 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 generally buy it the day before your trip, and then you can load. Mm-hmm. Then you can load it onto the thing, or you load mm-hmm. it the day of. So when you're traveling that morning at the airport from your from your from the from the the origin of where you're going you download it there um and then when you get to that destination you just open it up again nice see i never they, they go they yeah so it's i'm sorry carry on no no i was done uh, yeah i was in uh i that's because i've seen eastern so i just switched from it's funny you say that because i just i've been with ee is this in the uk uh but I just got off of EE because EE is, they have like, I guess, I, I must, they say they have the best coverage, whatever, but they were charging me buku for just what I was getting for like <laughs> unlimited service. Bougie so prices. I, yeah, so I switched. Prices. Right. So I just switched to uh, O2. That's what uh, Lucy's with. And. I'm basically getting more data for less and mainly I get uh free roaming when I go to countries that's in the within the EU standard zone. So like <clears throat> we're going to nice. uh I'm going to Portugal this weekend. Uh and but it's coming weekend. Mm-hmm. And if I was with EE, they would have charged me basically an extra three pounds a day to do anything in Portugal. Whereas with O2, it's all covered under my bill. And so I'm like, bro, I'll just take that, cool. bro. It's because when we went to, where did we go to? Amsterdam, I think in like December. Uh, I got my bill. Man, it was damn near double. But like my normal bill. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, y'all pissing me off. And when I, so, but I'll get into that later. But uh, so when I switched, to O2, they was like, do you want an eSIM or a physical SIM? But I just chose physical SIM because I'm so used to getting yeah, a little yeah. physical SIM cards. Like when I went home, I got like a little physical SIM card for like six months or whatever. So I usually get to like the little physical SIMs. But um, but most times when I travel, I usually just use whatever services there. I, I but that's, that's I never really thought about the eSIM in different countries. Because when we was in China, mm. when I went to Mongolia, I was still able to use my China... I think I was with China Mobile. Yeah. And then when I went to Cambodia, China Mobile was also fine, but I was also on an island that had zero service. It really didn't matter who you had. But uh, going forward, yeah, man, I just downloaded, as you were speaking, I had my phone out. Sorry, Ruth, I had my phone out. Uh, <laughs> and I downloaded Air Aralo eSIM Travel Internet. I just downloaded that one. That was just like the top one here. But yeah, I'm gonna give that a look, man. I'm gonna give that a look because we got some uh, cool. some other plans ready. Still got the big trip. Ne- not I don't know about big, but trip next month with Big Stace that I still can't talk about yet. But yeah, yeah man, we, we we can't talk about that destination. Yeah, but uh, yeah, <clears throat> so yeah solid was, solid was... tip, man. Yeah. Uh, outside of that, mm-hmm. how was uh 
how was uh Korea? I saw you had some Korean fried chicken and you were very yeah. in love with the culture. Yeah, actually, well, first of all, I just want to say shout out to my hometown, Shenyang. Shout out. So Shenyang, if not many of you know, has a lot of Korean influence to the way we cook food here, the way the whole, the whole community here in Shenyang has a lot of Korean influence. And so does the Liaoning province up north here. Mm-hmm. And when I went to <clears throat> have Korean barbecue, have Korean fried chicken, there were obviously noticeable differences, but there were also similarities to, to the different cu- cultural foods and everything like that. So really proud of the Shenyang people here. Shout out to them as well. And, um, but <clears throat> the freshness of the, f- the meat in Korea, just the meat in Korea was just a lot better from their beef to their chicken was just, it tasted fresher and just better done. Um, however, Chinese vegetables are the boss. We, we, China has the best vegetables in my opinion. So that was the biggest comparison I did in terms of food. However, Korea as what, so this is, I'm going to talk about Korea and then I'm going to talk about something that I'm like a little peed off with, with people that I know, people that I love and call family. So Korea, South Korea, especially Seoul is an awesome international city. Really, really is. There's lots of different people there. There was, it was nice to see some foreigners around. Uh, Every male and female Korean, in my opinion, came out of a model magazine. It was just really like, <laughs> are these people this good looking? Can't be true. Um, the men were specifically, like, I'm not, pause, pause. The men were actually really like, most of them were handsome. Like they were just, like they were, they were their face structure was just like nice to look at, you know? It wasn't like a, it was, it was, and they have no wrinkles. Like obviously the old people have wrinkles, but like they have no wrinkles. And so, but yeah, in terms of like, Shout out to Rogan, um, shout out to Susie. They were the people that looked after me in Korea. The knowledge that Rogan has about that city um, was really, really good to have a friend like that to, to go. I mean, if you're traveling to a new place, trying to go travel to where a friend is, like he just knew a lot about his city. He was proud of his city. Um, and so was his Korean girlfriend. She was amazing. She had, so, like when we were walking in the night in the streets, she would tell me like, what is this? What is that? And it was just really, really nice to have people there, not just showing you stuff, but also telling you stuff, you know? Obviously, it wasn't a cultural shock because he was like, you're not really shocked about this culture, are you? And I was like, no, because obviously I've lived in China for so long that I'm I'm not not culturally shocked. And his parents are coming from, his parents are coming from South Africa in March, I think, May, March. And I said, they will have a culture shock more than I mean, because obviously I'm used to this. I'm used right. to the, the, the vibrance or the, the way the Asian culture moves in yeah. the city. It doesn't, yeah. doesn't bug me that there's so many people on the streets. Because right. in South Africa, there is no street life like that in that, in that regard to, to people that experience it. Obviously, there is street life in South Africa, but very different to Korean street life and China street life. So yeah, so shout out to Korea. I'm wearing a Twins baseball jersey. I didn't watch them. I was I was very lucky to get a baseball jersey. Shout out to Rogan again organizing that. Pause. Uh, we, we I went to the baseball stadium and the uh, pause. The Twins 
Wait, so that's oh, so that baseball wow. jersey you got on, that's a Korean team? That's a Korean team, yeah. Oh <laughs> I thought that was the uh the Minnesota yeah. Twins, the the US baseball team. No, no, no. This is the Korean. This is one of the Korean soul teams. Oh, okay. Ed Jersey's far, though. This is. This is. I like it. Yeah, there was. It was really cool. I think also got a Twins baseball. Twins baseball with a little flower. There's a little Twins baseball club. Team. Nice. Twins, Twins for the people that can see. Yeah, so I, yeah, I, had, I had a really good time. I loved it. We were busy every day. And um, yeah, definitely an awesome, awesome city to go visit. Uh, it's it's one of the one of the top high tech places. But I just I just want to say to the people that are listening, to the people that were like, "Oh, Korea looks so beautiful. I should, I, we should go there. It looks so high tech." You know what? I've lived in China for five years, and you have not said that once. I believe mm. I might sound a little biased. But China and South Korea, in terms of technology, in terms of transport, in terms of everything that works, they're on the same level. It is mm. it, like, even like a city like Shenyang. You know, I had to carry a wallet in, in, in Seoul. I had to use a card for my bus. Really? Yeah. I had to use a card. They don't like, they don't like Apple in Seoul. So you, you had to use like your debit card. So I had to use my card. I had to carry a wallet around and cash. Cash, wallet, and cell phone. I had to use all three. In Shenyang, ladies and gentlemen, I don't carry a wallet. I carry my goddamn cell phone. That's it. Everything works on my cell phone, okay? It's magic. I was like, these people are like, oh, look at Korea. They look so high in tech. And I'm like, hmm. And my city? And what I've been saying about my city? Ah, these people. I was a little, little bit upset by, like, people say, oh, no, Korea looks so bougie. And I'm like, hmm, my city's just as bougie as well. I, I think that's a lot is, is China's one of those countries. China's, China's one of the big, what do they call it, like the big three, big four? Uh, where you got the yes. U.S., China, Russia, I, I'm assuming the U.K., uh, or maybe India. Or, or India. India's or about the U.K. India or maybe even Canada, I don't know. I think China is one of those countries that it's like we like to talk shit about. You know what I mean? Like from an outsider's perspective. Yes. Um because it's the same thing, like it's um people have these negative connotations about it. And and I hate to say and, and like you said, we were a part of that group as well where we had negative thoughts yes, about certain yeah. countries. But once you actually, that's why, that's why this whole podcast, we want people to travel. We talk about China so much. It doesn't have to be China. Yes. We want people to travel because once you go to these countries that normally have these negative connotations about themselves, but once you go to these countries and you just see the normal average person, they're just trying to have a good day. They're just trying to have a good life. They're not, we we hate government. That's what it is. You everything you hate about some of these countries, or you think negative about it, that's either the government yes. or that's the government shining a highlight on some gang, some negative crime thing. You know, when people talk about 
Colombia mm-hmm. or Brazil, you always think, oh, man, you might get robbed there, man, or they got the cartel and all this. And I'm not saying that they don't. Those places kind of do. Exactly. We got that in the U.S. Those places do. However, I, I refuse to believe. Now, side note, still say safe. I'm not saying go out and find these places or start going off the beaten path and get into yes. some shit. Yeah, of course. But there are still great things about these places that you can still go and visit. Be safe, of course. Do the tourist thing if that's what it's got to be. But still be safe. Know your surroundings and everything. But you get these negative connotations. So I just feel like how you said, like, oh, everyone's talking so great about Korea. They ain't said nothing to me about China. I just think it's just China's one of those places that, like, mm-hmm. they can easily rattle off some facts about, well, China did this and China did that. And then you can be like, yeah, bro, yeah. but that was the government. Like, you know, the CC and Jiao Jiao. They never had no issue. I ain't never had no issue with them. You know what I mean? When I when I go hang out with, I love, with I love Mikey my Chinese and, and all my other Chinese, they don't care about none of that stuff. They like, hey man, that's the government, man. They know we can do about it. We just trying to I'm trying to make it to tomorrow. You know what I mean? So it's it's <laughs> yeah. I think it's just one of those people that's just people can just be closed minded when you're in this bubble that you just tend to believe mm. that something's wrong, like I'm not going to say the person because I love them dearly, but I said that, you know, I want to go to Russia and I have a friend, uh, Mm -hmm. I'm going to call him Teacher Steve, black dude, but his wife is Russian. He's from the States. He lives in China. I don't know. I haven't talked to him in like a year now. I don't know if he's still in China, but um, they got a kid and everything. And, And he is like cool black dude, crazy locks and everything in his hair. And he was like, man, I went to, you know, I went to Moscow and I was like, how was it? And he was like, you know, he's like, the TV makes it seem like the TV the internet makes it seem like it's so racist or it's so bad there or it's so da 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 Putin this. And he was like, dude, he was like, I had the best time of my life when I was in Moscow. It's like those people, they just, they just, Whatever the government is throwing out on TV, this is just what you believe. He's like, but those people in Russia, man, he was like, I had an amazing yeah. He's like, I would go back. He's like, it's one of my, he's like, he, he told me, that's one of my top cities, man. I loved it there. And it's things like that. It's like, oh, man. So, <clears throat> yeah, so going back to your point, man, I just think when people say, like, oh, man, they're not talking about China like the way they talk about when you visited Korea. They just in these bubbles, man, and China's yeah. one of those places that just catch a slack. But that's the point though that's but i've got to admit so i had a bit of a like a how do you say it like a moment moment to myself i so rogan was a university friend a friend now but we met in university and there was a, a group of us at university that got along really well and another friend <clears throat> shout out to mike mike sinke who is who's just recovering from a backup and um yeah he's He's running to 40 when we talk about dealing with age stuff, but he had a, he had a, a bad backup and he's recovering now and everything like that. But he just said like, it's so cool. It's so cool that you're getting to travel, you're getting to travel, you're on your bicycle, you're moving around. It's so awesome to see that. And that was the, the, the night before I left Korea and Friday morning on the subway, get to the subway, get to the Seoul station. And I'm on the express train to the airport. And obviously, I've got like a moment to myself. And I was like, <clears throat> though, I, though I'm alone on these travels, I actually do 
I'm very privileged to be able to see and experience these cultures, mm -hmm. these different places. Mm -hmm. And I'm not always so fond of like going to museums and going to historic sites, which is part of learning about the people. So going to palaces and temples and museums is, is part of like learning and mm -hmm. there's no better learning than traveling. But for me, the, my favorite thing is just sitting in buses and subways and walking streets and watching different cultures live. How do they live? Mm -hmm. And, you know, just experiencing the local people. How do they move? How do they do things, you know? And that just broadens my mind mm -hmm. and stuff like that. I just, and I felt very privileged that I, we get to do this. We, get, we have yeah. the opportunity. Though we are the millennials that can't afford houses and can't afford families, Best right. believe it, I'm going to be affording the pain ticket next. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, man, it's... That's why I'm, I'm all about, man, just... For anybody listening, a lot of our friends who do listen have traveled or are living in China or been back and forth, whatever. Um, but, man, just get out. If you can, just get out and go see something. Go see something... You know, yeah. I know a lot of my friends back uh, home in the U.S. <clears throat> our travel is to like Jamaica or Costa Rica, which is not bad. Don't get me wrong. It's not bad. It's still out of the country. But just we tend to just head towards the Caribbean. That's like our dest holiday destination spots, uh, islands in the Caribbean, mm -hmm. which is not bad. But just go try to go a little bit further. Try to go to another continent and just see something, you know, <laughs> just go, just go. <laughs> Like you said, see the local yeah. life. Again, be safe. Do your research. But just go see something, man. And Absolutely. It, and especially these places that we tend to talk so much shit about. Because even though I am American, if you watch American news, which I recommend you don't, we are the way the way the way that a way that American news and it pisses me off because people who meet Americans assume that everything they've seen on in a movie or on the news that's how we all are and that gets under my skin because I'm like bro that is not how we are that's just what they telling y'all and uh yeah if you can watch American news. Basically, we're the cream of the crop. Every other country is our enemy. Y'all jealous of us. Y'all ain't shit. And it's all dangerous. Don't go there. That's American news. As, as, far, <laughs> as far as covering other countries. Of course, we got our own stuff in the country. It, it pisses me off, man. I tell people all the time, like my grandparents, they don't watch the news anymore. Because they're like... And, they're older, but they're like, every time we watch the news, we just get depressed. We get depressed because everybody hates us and there's another shooting. I never watch the news. Yeah. Don't. The news is... The news is terrible, man. It's, it's, well, see, it's never good. That's also... I'm sorry? See, that's also a perspective. So I spoke to people in Korea and they were like, the Americans they've met in Korea, minded people, I'm not saying all Americans in South Korea, mm -hmm. but general people that I met, that I met groups of people there, were saying they didn't enjoy the Americans that they have met in Korea itself. Mm -hmm. And the reason why they didn't enjoy those Americans that came to Korea is because they came with a mindset that Seoul or South Korea is like America. So they expected things to be the same. Mm. They expected to be treated the same. Right. If you know what I mean. Right. And that's what people had an experience with. However, I was like, I turned around and said, 
the Americans I know in my little city, Shenyang, are the best people I've met. Mm-hmm. I've, got, I've got three Americans that are like my best friends. Mm-hmm. Four, sorry, four. If you include Andrew and Juha. Yeah. So Andrew, Donna, Olivia, and Nick are Americans mm-hmm. from all different parts of America. And I love them for who they are. You know, right. and I was like, explain this. And I was like, and then that's the difference. And again, it comes down to this. When you travel and when you experience different cultures in different countries, you're going to meet crappy people yeah. of that place. And you're going to meet good people. For example, people say South Africans are the kindest, nicest people on the planet. Hell yeah, we are. But they're also a bunch of morons in our country, <laughs> yeah. just bet, like other countries. Yeah, but you can name a few. We, we, yeah, you, you, yeah, yeah, exactly. You've met a few as well. You, like if you take it, like Louis, Jen, and me, like off the top of my head in terms of South Africa, including George as well, where I am working now, and Chantal, there we are wonderful, cool people. Well, here I am blowing my horn, but we're cool people. We cool South Africans. We like to help. There are other South Africans that are not like us. Mm-hmm. And that's the beauty of getting out of the comfort zone, getting out to be an expat and just being like, you know what? Americans aren't bad. Yes, you, you have shockers. Mm-hmm. Yes, and, and, and social media has, has decided to exploit that mm-hmm. further and further and further. Mm-hmm. Like, I get that. Like, every video is about, like, everything, you know? So I understand. But, like, if you had to videotape... South Africans, like recently there was a guy that was doing a video with South Africans on maps and how the people didn't know where some of the cities were in South Africa. I was like, my geography is not the best in South Africa, but your geography is not even existent, you know? So like, like that's the thing though. So your perspective of people from a, different, from a country is, is based on who you meet, right. not on the, like, you're not... I'm not, I'm not hating any, I, I don't hate any culture. I can safely say now, I don't hate a particular culture. I don't, I don't dislike people from a country because I can't. Because every country has awesome people. Every country has sour people. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's the fact. Mm-hmm. The amount of times we've met amazing Chinese people, amazing Chinese people that you're like, you are too good for this planet. And then you meet some other Chinese people, you're like, what? You're a waste of space. How? Where did that come from? Exactly. So, yeah. So that's, for me, has just been like the biggest eye-opener of being an expat. It's like, whoa. Yeah. You know, these people are not all high mighty, you know? There's some terrible things. It's like... And it's... But yeah, that's, for me, being an expat... Yeah, it's... uh... Sorry. For me, being an expat, it's like... That is the biggest learning curve I've gone through. Is just being like, you're gonna meet beautiful people, you're gonna meet sour people. Yeah, and uh, it's, and I think my grandmother told me before she was like, uh, the people who are the worst, like the idiots, the assholes, whatever, they have the loudest voices. So, yes, those are the ones you're gonna hear the most. <laughs> those are the ones when people, when I even. When I was in China in Xinjiang, like I've met people and they're like, we get to talking, we're chatting, whatever, whatever. And people are like, you're American? And I'm like, yeah. And they were like, 
I, I thought Americans were all like this. So I didn't <laughs> think y'all were cool. I'm like, I'm like, because the assholes have the most yeah, followers yeah. on Instagram. The assholes are the loud ones. They're the ones on TV. <laughs> They're the ones in your face. That's why you think that we're all shit. It's it's yeah. not. It's a lot. It's 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 probably more of us that are very chill, and we're just like, man, it is what it is. A lot of us are just trying to just make it to the next day, living paycheck to paycheck. You know, and yeah, yeah man, that's why, and that's mm-hmm. why I advise people because even when I was at home. And I got into some arguments with my family about China because they tried to say Chinese people were this, that, and the third. I'm like, stop, stop going off of the U.S. hates China, whatever they told you yes. on the news. That's not all them people. There is some. It's ass, pick a country. Mm. You're always going to find some assholes. Yeah. You're going to find people you don't like. That's just where it don't matter what country it is. Of course. But a lot of those people are not like that, man. And it's sometimes it, that's why I feel like the world needs to travel or the world needs to show more good on these news. Cause sometimes travel is not, it's not cheap. The world needs to show more good. Yeah, it's difficult because otherwise I don't think this world will ever come together as like, yeah, we're different cultures from different areas, but like, you know, that, you know, some people are like, Oh, we're all one race, the human race. I don't think that'll ever be accepted because the assholes make everybody hate each other too much. And we, I don't think we'll, at least not in our lifetime, we'll ever get exactly. to that point that we'll all we'll, we'll consider ourselves equal. You know, we have too many, whether it's yeah. race, sex, gender, religion, politics, we have too many decisive fact, divisive, I think that's a word, divisive, divisive, division, yes. something like that. Factors. Uh, that's just going to keep visible. Yeah, divisible. There you go. That's just going to keep us apart. So divisible factors, yeah, yeah, yeah. divisible factors. But yeah, that's. But again, that's the beauty of that's the privilege that I've that we've gone through. We've had this privilege, and it is a privilege. It's a privilege that we can travel. Yeah, it's it's not easy to travel, and if you ever get the opportunity, say yes, do it once, put it out there. Uh, I do have a question for you, and you can you can answer it either way you want. Mm-hmm. But it was pretty pretty cool, like. I think we've experienced and we might have talked about this, but strangest question or comment that you've received being an expat, uh, either in China or England for you. So like the strangest comment that made you like tilt your head like, oh, okay. All right. I've got to get used to it. Like you're used to it now. You, you understand it. But like coming here, coming to China or being in England, you, you, you probably have a little bit more, but like, what is the strangest thing anyone said based on you being there? Um, first of all, I'm surprised we didn't talk about this whole Super Bowl thing. I thought we were going to talk about, uh, but we can have another discussion. Uh, but uh, that, 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 that's going to take too long because <laughs> I'm going to have to get some shit off my chest. Uh, are you still upset with me? I'm, I'm, <laughs> the only, I'm not upset with you. I just seen some other things about it. And the thing that got me the most is, and it's one thing that got me the most about it, about the whole more people watch the World Cup or whatever. Americans think this is a football is so great. American football is so great. And the thing that got me the most was when it comes to the Super Bowl, American football in particular. Pause, pause, Mm -hmm. pause, pause. Pause. 
table that for episode 20 because you can you you i know you you got this on your chest yeah, yeah, yeah. this is a heavyweight <laughs> for you so episode 20 release it. okay answer my question <laughs> okay about the strangest thing you've ever heard uh, uh strangest thing i've ever heard <laughs> in in the uk it hasn't been since i've been here i don't think i've heard too many strange things except outside of that one lady who told me i can come on her back a couple episodes ago um outside mm. in china though mm, i'm not sh- i i think i think just my memories in china they get all washed together because it's been so much and then sometimes it's not some <laughs> it might have been something weird that i've just chalked up as oh they just they just didn't know uh yeah. Uh the strangest hmm. I think one uh I'm pretty sure I've had a few sexual comments uh in China. They they like to think that Interesting. Uh it's just one of those it's one of those that when you go to some countries that don't have many black men from Africa, the U.S., wherever, mm-hmm. they tend to think that we all have a third leg. I've heard that a few times. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've, I've heard that a few times. Uh, I tend to not answer. The, I tend to not, to not answer that question out of respect for the relationship that I'm in. Uh, I have a, I have a happy household, and I want to keep it that way. So I tend to not answer that question. I would be like, you know, ask my girlfriend. You know, we've been together for four and a half years. Uh, yeah. you know, something's keeping her around. But uh, (laughs) (laughs) but uh, oh uh, one of the funniest things that I found is, and this has happened to me in China on maybe like three or four occasions that, at least in, and I don't know if it's all Chinese people, but some of the ones that I've met, women, assume that all black people are not. not trying to like encompass everyone, but assume that like most black people can rap. And yeah. Okay. And I've been to Can you rap? No. I can like if <laughs> if if you give me a beat, I can like rap something stupid real quick. I can't like I can't we ain't about to make no hit single, but I can rhyme a few words maybe like three or four times before I just run out. Like I don't know. <laughs> you know, maybe I'm getting if I'm drunk enough, I can rattle out something. But no, not a, by all means. That is the last field of profession that you will ever hear me going into is rapping or, or music. Um, I like rap, but I know I can't rap. And we were in a KTV once, and uh, we was with some teachers at my first school, and it's one Chinese teacher named Luna, super cool. She's into like hip hop for sure. Then she's moved to like Shanghai. And she was like, Nick, rap, rap. And I was like, I can't, uh, you put a rap KTV on, I can follow. No. And she's like, <laughs> fully was convinced that as a black guy, I knew how to rap. And I was like, I don't know how to rap. And then after that, I think I've had like two, uh, you know, ping ping. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She wrote me in a message. Did she ask you in a message on, maybe like a good two years ago, a while ago. 
she wrote me in a message. I might not have it no more. I remember I destroyed my phone at one point. But she wrote me in a message one time randomly because I don't talk. I never really like spoke to Ping Ping outside of uh, work hours. Uh, side note: Ping Ping is one of the I think I remember Chinese this. teachers that we used to work with. Super cool shit. But uh, she wrote me outside of like work hours and was like, "Hey Nick, uh, can you send me a rap?" And I'm like, "What are you talking about?" And like, I guess she was with her friends and wanted me to voice record a rap. I remember and this. send it to her. To show to her friends that she knew a foreigner that can rap. I'm like, Ping Ping, get off my phone. What what do you know? I'm not no. <laughs> no. So uh, that's yeah, I, I've had <laughs> that. I've had people. Lucy has a picture one time. This guy waited for me to come out of the bathroom and take a photo with me, which was weird. Uh like he saw me walk past him into the bathroom in a mall and I went past him going into the bathroom. Lucy was like waiting outside when it passed him. And she was like, she's like, when he seen me, I wasn't paying attention. She's like, when he seen me, he looked up at you. His eyes got big. He just like stopped and he waited outside the bathroom. I go into the bathroom. I go pee, wash my hands, come out. At least he waited outside. Exactly. And she was like, yeah. And she's like, when you came out, he was waiting there and he was like, he asked for a picture, and I, and I was like, "Fine, whatever." They took a picture with me. I'm just like, "Yeah," but yeah, strange request. Uh, I get asked to rap, and I can't rap. So if anyone's thinking, no, I cannot rap. Do not ask me to, to spit a verse for you. <laughs> what about? Have you got any any strange requests? Probably the strangest one is. It's not the strangest now, but it was in the beginning. <clears throat> was you from South Africa? So you white? <laughs> How? And yeah, that that is that's probably that's probably the strangest thing I've ever. It's like so. And then, so make 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 it make sense. Make it make sense for me. <laughs> yeah, um, you eventually gonna be like. Oh. Like my, my like my whole family is from Africa. Basically, like all besides so besides my grandfather coming from Cyprus, the other grandparents are all from South Africa and Zimbabwe. <coughs> and they're like, How are you white? And the answer that's Af- white South Africans have had to just come it's like, yeah, our grandparents are from Europe. <laughs> oh. And then that's it, they accept that and you just like <laughs> It's like, it's like, like, like if you if you speak to like Afrikaans people, they eventually just give up and say, "Yeah, my grandparents are also from Europe." <laughs> Meanwhile, they grand great 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 grandparents are African as well. <laughs> so you just you just have to be like, I don't know how to explain it. We're not. You're like, so, so you're not African, and then you're like, you're like, oh man, I'm I'm South African, but I'm not South African. Whatever you want, you just believe it. Um. Then, then the more traveled people, the more traveled people, they're quite funny because they're like, oh, so you don't, your six, English is not your first language. Afrikaans is your first language. I'm like, why? And they were like, no, because you're right and you must speak Afrikaans. And I was like, and English is not a first language there. And I was like, English is the first language of South Africa. Uh, most of our business and schools are taught and done in English. Mm-hmm. But that's okay. And yeah, my Afrikaans is horrible. It's very, very average. 
I can understand it, but I can't really speak it. So, yes, you can't speak your home language. It's not my home language, <laughs> but okay. So, yeah, it's 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 been a strange one, but um, used to it now. And I'd just be like, yeah, grandparents are from Europe. Ah. <laughs> so it just completely throws out the fact that I am actually African. So I'm just like, yeah, I don't have a home. I'm just whatever you want me to be. But That's, yes. Um... <laughs> I had when I used, we used to work at this uh, first leap, uh, and we had one time. One time, uh, Lucy was uh, sick, so she was sick one time, and I had to cover her class for her because I didn't have like a class during that block, so I covered her class for her. And these were like some older kids, mm-hmm. and the Chinese teacher that was in her was named Tina. Used to love Tina. Tina was about four foot tall, small Chinese lady. She, <laughs> Tina used to strike fear in my heart because she was tiny, but if she wanted some shit done, oh, she didn't, she did she would get loud with you. She would get loud with the kids. She, Tina didn't play. If the kids in their sleep, she walk up to the kids slapping their desk, take your chairs away. Tina used to scare the dog shit out of me. And Tina, standing up, Tina's probably nose came to my <laughs> belly button. Tina was terrifying. I love Tina. I respect Tina. But that lady, if they be like, you got to teach with Tina. I'm like, hmm, do I have to? I don't know if I want to teach with Tina because Tina scares me. <laughs> <laughs> Tina, Tina used to put fear. You can ask Tina put fear in my heart. But uh, anyways, I went into this. I had to go cover this <laughs> class and it was Tina's class because Lucy was sick. And it was this. They were learning something about the country. We had, I, I had to teach them something about the countries. And I think I had to teach them about uh, Africa. Uh, I think it was South. I think it was South Africa. Actually, I forget. We had to, I teach him something about Africa, and this kid named Daniel. Funny enough, his name, his actual name was Daniel. It's, oh, that's funny. I didn't think about that. His name was Daniel, Chinese kid, and he was like, uh, so he's probably like nine at the time. He was like, so, uh, teacher Nick, you're from Africa. And I was like, no, no. I was like, you know, I'm not from Africa. I'm from USA. And he's straight up, look me square, look me square in my eye, like kind of turn his head a bit. And he's like, <laughs> no, you're from Africa. And I'm like, no. I was like, Adelia. I was like, I, I get what you're thinking. I get what you're thinking. I was like, however, I understand there's a lot of black people in Africa. I get that. They're not all from Africa. I was like, I told him, I was like, Probably somewhere down the line, several hundred years ago, there was someone that was brought over. I don't know that person. But as far as I can go back, I was like, I'm from the U.S. The USA, we have, there's black people and there's white people and there's brown and all type of colors in the USA. I'm from the USA. To his heart. He's looking at me. He's he's looking at me. And behind me, there's a picture of like these these (laughs) African kids. And he's looking at me, look at the picture, and he's like, nah. Like, he's like, you're not gonna lie to me, bro. I can I can clearly see you are African. Like, let's he's like, look at me, like, stop playing the games. You're Af- just say, he's like, just just say you're African. Why why are we doing just say you're African? Why are we doing this? And I'm like, Daniel, I'm not African. I was like, I've never even been to Africa. I I don't know. I I can't I can't speak. I, I I'm not African. And me and him, and I'm like legit going back and forth with this nine-year-old, trying to convince him that I'm not African. 
<laughs> and it got to the point that Tina, she was in the corner. She was like great in paper. She wasn't really listening, but it got to the point that she like stood up, snapped, and was like yelling at this kid in Chinese. And like, like once again, I can speak a little Chinese. I can understand more than I can speak it. Pretty much telling him, she was like, look, damn it. Not all black people are from Africa. He ain't from Africa. He told you he ain't from Africa. He ain't from Africa. He's from the USA. <laughs> and even after she's yelled at him, he's still looking at me like, he's like, I'm going to take that answer. I'm not really believing. I don't think he ever fully believed that I'm not from Africa. So it's it's fun that you say that because, yeah, Daniel was not, he was not having that. He was like, no, nah, you from, Af- you from Africa, bro. Stop lying. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's funny. That's funny. All right, sir. Uh, dad jokes. Dad jokes for the day. What have you got? For I me, do what not have, have a dad joke, Daniel, because I was laying down vert- horizontal all day, and you drug me out of my bed <laughs> to do this episode, uh, even though I did agree to it I previously. I did. Uh, yeah. I. Hey, it was. It's a great episode. There was not really a bad yeah. lag. It's. It's been a good. Good chill yeah, session. I, but I don't have I don't have a dad. Uh <laughs> all right. I've got I've got I, I, two. I've heard I can I've heard a few, you guys but they're inappropriate for this. So no, I don't know any. Alright, so this this is not inappropriate, I don't believe, but it could have it could offend some people. But um why is six afraid of seven? Because seven, eight, nine. Nah, because seven is a sex offender. Wait, what? Wait, <laughs> seven is a sex offender. Oh, oh, he's on the he's 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 on the list. He's on the list, ain't he? You know the list. He's on the list. Yes, <laughs> yes he's on the list for the sixes. Okay, okay, I like it. All right. <laughs> My next one is, would it kill makers of avocados to put a different toy inside? I have like 50 wooden balls already. Oh, so you're just keeping all the nuts. <laughs> you just, <laughs> <laughs> just keeping all the avocado nuts. Okay. <laughs> I like the first one better. All right. I got one more. I got one more. Okay. It's cheesy. It's cheesy mm-hmm. and corny. So which... Celebrity is always ready for cereal. For cereal? Uh, yeah, she's always ready for cereal. Uh, cereal D- Dion. You got it. You're getting it. No. Reese with her spoon. All right. That's good. That's good. We'll finish episode 19, which will probably be better than episode 18. For sure. Uh, Just want to say, Ruth, (laughs) I didn't get on my phone today outside of downloading an app. Progress, baby. Good. Well, that makes Shout out to Ruth. I never met her. Oh, shout out to Ruth. But uh, episode 19. That's for you. You're welcome. (laughs) Don't ask me for anything else. All right, patties. Patties, patties, patties. It's come to the end of episode 19 with Sweet Butter. Yo, stop saying, and stop saying that. <laughs> That's not... <laughs> episode 19 with Nick and Mr. Mr. D. We out. <laughs>
in in the in the episode, Daniel. In the episode. <laughs> Cheers, everyone. <laughs>